This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by Cedic Run. If you have any last-minute gifts you need to buy, put Cedic Run on the top of your list. There, you'll find things for everyone in your family, whether they're runners or not. Start your shopping with a new pair of trainers from brands like Hoka, Mizuno, Asics New Balance, and so many more. From there, get something new for the wardrobe. SDR carries a great variety of vests, quarter zips, hoodies, and so many more different items. If you're looking for something really unique, pick up one of the newest Garmin GPS watches, buy some nutrition products like Rampage and Picky Bars, or buy the latest running recovery tools that have hit the market. So stop into SDR today for all of your last minute gifts. That's Cedic Run, located in downtown Grand Forks. Kaylee Peterson is a guest we wanted to get on the podcast for a long time now, and we're happy that it's finally happened. Since she graduated from Mayville High School, she has become one of the top distance runners in North Dakota history. After a spectacular five years at South Dakota State, Peterson has since grad transferred to the University of Minnesota Duluth to finish her education. In her short time at UMD, she has cemented herself as one of the top runners for the Bulldogs. She recently led their team to the NCAA D2 Cross Country National Championship meet. She finished 62nd as an individual there. Uh, and really just set the tone for the two seasons of track eligibility that she has left that are coming up. She's got really big goals for her last season, and she's so excited to be doing it in a Bulldog uniform. We were pumped to get to hear everything that's made Kaylee Peterson into the athlete that she is today, from how she got her start running, to her great time as Jackrabbit, to this kind of swan song of her career where she's going to close it out trying to get some UMD records in the book, and really just achieve some of her goals of being an All-American in the sport of track and field. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. As we keep recording, uh, it just gets harder and harder. We got all sorts of different things going on in life, but as we enter a new year coming up here, we're really excited to try to pin down some more guests, keep the momentum going, and keep giving you what you guys want, which is great episodes with awesome interviews from really, really spectacular athletes from our state. So with that being said, share us on social media, follow us first, then share us, go on to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, or just tell your friends about it. It's really, really important that we keep getting more people uh, listening to the episode so that we can keep doing this in the way that we want to do this. So without further ado, Let's dive into the latest episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. And we are super excited today because we have a guest we've been trying to get on for so long. She <laughs> is from Mayville, North Dakota. Class B worked her way up to South Dakota State University, where she was a multiple-time Summit League champion. She's transitioned once again to the University of Minnesota Duluth, where she's taking advantage of her eighth year, ninth year of eligibility. <laughs> Sixth year of eligibility um, <laughs> and is finishing things out as a bulldog up on the North Shore. So Kaylee Peterson, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Um, I saw your post the other day, kind of your conclusion to cross country. And yeah, you joked it was, I can't remember what year you said, but I laughed pretty hard when I saw it. <laughs> yeah, I know um, the running joke on the team here is that I'm 35. Uh, so I've been enjoying that one. <laughs> Has six years gone fast or slow? Does it feel like it's been an eternity or does it feel like it's gone by in the blink of an eye? Well, I mean, it feels like this. It's 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 both of those. Because I mean, like on one end, I'm just like, holy cow. Like when I started collegiate running, when I was I was 17 when I started, like that was I that I am so much of a different person since then so it feels like it's been ages but at the same time I'm just like how how in the heck have six years gone by like this feels like it was it was a blink of an eye at the same time so 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy how, like you said, how fast and how slow just uh, like six years can go by. Um, yeah. But let's even take one step further back and look at the whole picture of, you know, when when you started running up till now, uh, mm -hmm. it probably also feels a bit like a blink and uh, yeah. and at the same time, like it's like it's been forever. Uh, back to the beginning. Where did you get your start in running? What was your first memory of of running? Yeah, so this is this is a funny story. Um, apparently, I was a pretty materialistic child, um, and so <laughs> my uh, my mother ran a five. I think it was the Fargo five k. Um, uh, just like to get in shape and she came home with just the participants medal and I wanted that thing so bad. Like I wanted her to give me her medal and yeah. she was like, no way, no way. Like you are going to go and you're going to run a 5k and then you can have a participants medal. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I did. She put me on some random couch to 5k training plan for the next summer. And her and I ran the Fargo 5k and probably 40 minutes the next year and and that was my favorite medal in the entire world. And I started doing 5Ks at the age of seven for the medals. That's, wow. <laughs> that's awesome. That That is so funny because I wouldn't say that that's how I got my start, but that's my first running memory as well. So <laughs> dad ran the Bismarck Marathon when I was at four you know, or five or something like that. And, you know, I was with my mom. We were watching him run and. Uh, we get to the finish line, we see him coming down and they let me go like on course as like a little kid, you know, to the cute picture, you know, the kid yeah. finishing across the line with his and, and the worker put the finisher medal on my neck. And so then we're back at the car and I said something like, Hey dad, where's your medal? Like <laughs> I, I this he's like, and he's like, no, that's mine. I'm going to take that, you know, something to that effect. That, that was really interesting that we both kind of have like a similar uh, first memory of running. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's pretty that's like that awesome. stuck with me. Oh. Mm, did we lose you, Cam? Yeah. As I was gonna say, I don't think this is my Wi Fi, is it, Cam's? Oh, you're back. Uh, kind it's of. It's usually, honestly, it's usually mine. So. Yeah, you're, you're lagging a little bit, but. Sorry, Cam. Okay. There we go. We'll go from there. But so you yeah. steal, you steal the participant yeah. medal or you earn your participant medal and, and then moving forward, kind of from seven years old to state champion, Kaylee Peterson, there's a lot of time that happens in between there. So how yeah, did the... you get into the distance running? Yeah, things a little bit more yeah my time in Mayville um so like I I lived in Mayville my whole uh you know up until I was 18 um I started running with my mom doing that and then I running just somehow became part of my person like I just loved it like that was that was just my one thing that's all I wanted to do um and uh so I I remember I didn't even know like in sixth grade what cross country was. I still just, I, I think at that point I was doing like, the, you know, the Fargo 10 K I'd moved up in the world. And, um, <laughs> and then, then it was like a couple weeks out from the start of the cross country season. My mom was like, you should go up for the cross country team. I think you'll like it. And I was like, what is cross country? Um, which I feel like is, you know, half the nation's question half the time. <laughs> um, and uh, she was like, it's track, but it's on grass. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> all right, sign me up. <laughs> and um, I show up. It is myself and four other high school girls. Like they were like juniors and seniors, I think. Um, and I was seventh grade. So what, 10? 11 I was like I was I was pretty young for my grade um so I show up and I'm just like like 60 pounds and like I am ready to go this is my favorite thing in the entire world and I think they're mostly in it for you know like getting in shape for basketball and their parents are making them do sports and we are this mighty team of five and I've got all I want to do is run these like JB 3Ks <laughs> and, <laughs> Um, and 
yeah, so we were coached by one of my teammates' dads. Um, he runs like a cow ranch and he would just show up and he'd be like, go run to the Senex and back. I don't know. And then we would go to the Senex and back and then we'd go home. And that was it. Like that was, that was practice. Like there wasn't really like intervals. There wasn't like tempos. We were just running to the Senex and back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and uh, eventually he called in someone from Mayville State, uh, Taylor Palmer. Uh, she's married now. Uh, she coaches at Northwood, I think. Um, Taylor Sigilski? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce her name. I'm sorry. You might want to cut that out. But um, anyway, she was a college student at the time. And uh, she had run at Griggs County um in in high school and so she came in and she was just like okay we're gonna like you got to be doing like intervals or something we can't just be running every day and so she came in and kind of randomly started helping out and that was kind of just like my middle my middle school career up until um the end of the end of eighth grade um when she was like you know (laughs) this is coming back to being materialistic um if you're all region, they give you a plaque. <laughs> and I was like, all right, what do I need to be all region? And she yeah. was like, top 20. I was like, okay. And so I got like, I think I got like, like eighth or something. Like, I think I just went and went for it. And she was like, what the heck? Where did that come from? And I was like, oh, I just, I ran faster. And she was like, what (laughs) she's like why have you been not not been doing this (laughs) um and so like state was the next weekend she was like you should consider running fast again this time and I did and I got 12th and I got the all state the all state plaque and I was like you know what this is it this sport is great (laughs) and I'm killing it like I love this um and that was that was kind of the start of it just like 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 me just craving uh just the running and like the success that I was uh, was coming to me and it was just that was when it started getting extra fun um when like the love kind of combines with the success like that's that's the sweet spot um and uh, so then throughout high school, um, I was still being coached by Taylor Palmer. And then in um, track, I started getting coached by my by my mom. Um, my freshman and sophomore year of high school, I was the only girl on my team. Um, wow. Yeah. So my freshman year, it was just me and I think four guys that joined. Um, like my middle school years, there weren't even guys on the team. And, uh, yeah, so like me and four guys, and that was the whole Mayport CG cross country team. (laughs) And, uh, we would go and I would get on the line and I just wanted to win every time. And because they gave out medals (laughs) and (laughs) and that's what I wanted. (laughs) Uh, and obviously it became a lot more than that. I became like so in love with the sport. And so I, I made such great friendships growing up in North Dakota. Like, I feel like just, just the, just the relationships with the people from, especially other class B schools. Um, I feel like we all kind of went, like, I felt like everyone was being coached by one of their parents and like everyone was just kind of there. And I mean, we used to get driven to our meets in the driver's ed minivan um, that had like the, cause we didn't have like a school vehicle that like we weren't even school sponsored, I think until I was a sophomore in high school. Uh-huh. Um, and so like we were allowed the driver's ed minivan that had the extra brake pedal. And so we would like harass our coach by just <laughs> slamming on the brake pedal. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just remember like, so it was like a minivan. It was like this old minivan with the brake pedal. And we'd be like, you know what? Today we're going to like, this vehicle stops at all railroad crossings and, so like, <laughs> play on the banks and then open the mini doors and be like no train and then yeah. it. it was just it was 
was pretty much the most class B shenanigans you could think of. Um, <laughs> and, and it was just like, it was so fun. Like I was just best friends with everyone on my team and, um, and like going to the meets and racing. Um, I think when you, when you love what you do like that and uh, it, it just comes so much easier, um, like the training and the, the, the time spent at the school and and everything like that. I mean, I just I was having the time of my life every time I went to practice. So, but I feel like I haven't let you guys speak in like ten minutes. <laughs> no, that's those are the exact stories we want to hear on the pod. Like those are all perfect. <laughs> I guess so. My question from that then you mentioned class B a lot. So, <laughs> do you still have like that chip on your shoulder? Now we can't really relate. We're two class A dudes, but right, right, I feel right. like class B you it's just like kind of comes with the territory like you're always trying to go up against class a we last spring hyped up this made-up rivalry between you and kelby anderson like <laughs> class a versus class b like do you carry that chip on your shoulder still was there ever a chip on your shoulder uh i mean first of all the 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 rivalry story between kelby and i i'm gonna be honest i thought that was really funny like because i have like i have never in my life been like I gotta take down Kelby, like, <laughs> and and like reading the article, I was like, this is this is pretty funny. Like, Kelby is such a sweetheart, and like, I I would never just be like, it's a showdown, me and you, baby. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. I I did really enjoy the articles, though. I thought that they were like, I mean, they were pretty well written, and it was just like fun to. It's it's fun to like. For people to read things like that and of course my relatives loved it they're like you gotta get this girl and i'm like <laughs> 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 um but anyway i mean i think like i don't i wouldn't call it a chip on the shoulder as far as coming from class b i think it i think a lot of people come away with it like with pride i mean we were like we're underfunded like like i said we weren't even school sponsored like i mean we're all being coached by our parents or like some random volunteer like most of the people didn't get paid um and I think that like especially when um success comes out of class B I don't think I come out of it with like uh like oh, all those dang class A kids I'm just like I think a lot of people come out of it with like like this is impressive like look look at what we were able to accomplish just like a bunch of people that you know like I mean my mom doesn't have like a high school background in cross country or anything like that and she was my coach for a long time um and so I think just like <clears throat> class b is a lot of like it takes a village because it was my mom uh going to classes and like learning how to be a track and field coach and it was you know this college student coming in and being like you need to do intervals <laughs> and I mean because it, it does it takes a village and I feel like class b is such a, like a a tight-knit community I, I I mean I still chat with some people from class b and like I I don't know I I'm very proud of it and that's not to say that I didn't have my uh relationships with class a as Cameron knows I was a regular on the Grand yes. Fork Central <laughs> team um I went and because this was actually because I was the only girl on my team um my dad my dad is good friends with Eric Polrice they went to high school together Eric is from mm -hmm. my hometown um and uh Eric was like Eric Polrice is the I think former coach at Grand Fork Central. I don't know if he's not still yeah. coaching. Is yeah, when I was there, he he was the, like the assistant cross country coach and the head girls track and field coach. Okay, yeah, I I I'm not sure if he's is he's still there, but at the time he was working with the cross country and track teams. Um, and he was like, you know, Derek, send your daughter up to Grand Forks. Like we're always running in the summers, and I just remembered. I showed up because um, my mom was like, you'll finally have someone to run with. And I was like, yay, like girls to run with. Um, and they uh, they think that I'm a middle schooler. Keep in mind, I'm still pretty small. <laughs> um, they think that I'm a middle schooler just joining the team. And so they like, like, oh, like this is what cross country is about and like <laughs> all this kind of stuff. 
and like my goal for that season was like winning state at this point like <laughs> and so I'm like no like I know like is. and then they're like how far will you be going today and I was like I don't know like I've never had training or like mileage given to me um and then I was like how far are you going and they're like probably five or six and I was like okay I'll do five or six that sounds fine and um I learned that some of the people were upset because I like they're like oh they're gonna take the top 10 shirts or whatever like I would because doesn't Central do the top 10 shirts yeah yeah they they give out shirts for whoever's like in the top five. Oh, top uh, five yeah yeah whoever's like the scoring team and then like you know that can change throughout the season and so, yeah so it's kind of weird because it's supposed to be like an incentive to like work hard, mm -hmm. but sometimes people feel like ownership of it, kind of like a starting position, yeah. you know, I'm like, you know, Oh, I'm a starter on the basketball team. Oh, and now if a new person comes in, they're going to take my starting spot. It's kind of like, yeah. Oh, they're going to take my, my top five shirt. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, <laughs> I learned funny. probably like a year later that like some of the people on the team just like, thought I was a newcomer and that I was randomly good and that I was going to take their top five shirt and they hated me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I was just coming from, over from Mayville. I just wanted people to run with. And I was so excited that there was like, like, wow, there's a group of like 20 people that want to run together. This is insane. <laughs> um, and so I, I started regularly, um, going up to Grand Forks after I got my driver's license and I made really great friends with the Grand Forks Central team. I attended, I think, three of their summer running camps um, where they went to Bemidji, uh, oh. ran along the trails and ran around the lake and um, dressed up to go to the Bemidji movie theater. <laughs> yeah. Unforgettable. Un if, if you haven't, anybody, anybody at any stage in your life, if you haven't dressed up, in like a tie or a dress to go to the Bemidji movie <laughs> theater, got to do it. It's a, it's a <laughs> great experience. Highly recommend. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I mean, those are, I made some great relationships with my class A friends and honestly, like I have a great um, friend group from Grand Fork Central that I like still talk to, to this day. And um, like, as in, I could probably scroll on my phone, and it would be like, I wouldn't have to scroll on my text messages. Like, it's like the first one of the first 10 messages are like my high school Grand Fork Central running friends that I yeah. still chat with. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's awesome, really. Um, I love how you talk about cross country takes a village. So I've had this thought the last probably month or so when I've been training usually by myself and when I'm doing like repeats up and down the straightaway or whatever, I'm just thinking to myself, all right, if I could have all the most influential people in my running career, like in the bleachers right now, if I could choose like 25 people to sit in those bleachers that have positively impacted my career, like who would they be? And it makes me think back to, you know, even some of my middle school coaches that uh, like yeah. Rod Noopdahl taught me how to hurdle, you know? I think like of people like that, but so you definitely have a few, um, you know, your intervals coach, your first cattle rancher coach, but who are, <laughs> who are some of the other people you looked up to in the sport at that time? Did, were you a fan? Like you loved running. Were you a fan? Did you know pro runners? Did you know North Dakota runners who'd gone on to college or any seniors, maybe when you were a freshman that were really doing well, like who really like drove the nail into into the like coffin for you that like yes this is like what I want to do yeah I mean I was oblivious to the professional running community as a high schooler like I don't know if I could have named like I think I knew who Molly Huddle was I that's probably as far as I could go um as far as people I looked up to like I had so many coaches um throughout my high school running career and like they were all just so important to me so yeah the the first um my first cross country coach, Kevin Elliott. And then the, yeah, the one who started, you know, actual um, training regimes in was, uh, was Taylor Palmer. And then, um, and then my mother who took over cross country. And then um, on the track side, I worked with uh, another college student, Tyler Strattinger, when I was a middle schooler, I worked with um, my superintendent was one of the track coaches, Michael Bradner, um, 
and he was just so lovely to work with and then like I said my mom worked on the track side as well and um it was also just like people in my community that ran like I had just um like the people that I would race with against at the community 5ks like those are the kinds of people too that it would be just like some there's always like the random like 55 year old man that's just crushing everyone at a community 5k I feel like and I mean mm-hmm. I ran into my fair share of those and we became best friends and like <laughs> yeah. when you know when you have like the two opposites of like the the you know whatever I was probably 70 pounds and 11 years old and getting like second place in every 5k and then you know you have like the 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 old men that are like nearing retirement and just barely etching me out and just like yeah. not the typical demographic of these events <laughs> and um I it's just like everyone that that like took the time to develop my love for this sport and show me what a love for this sport looks like I mean how could you not look up to those people even in even if running wasn't their focus in life and everything just like knowing that they took the time to foster this passion that I had was like so important to me um and those are the kinds of things that that kept me going for sure and then um and then I really looked up to like my competitors a lot um uh if between class a and class b i know from grand fork central i mean i was a huge like i looked up to carly ackley a a ton um and she's now one of my best friends and um uh and then there was like plenty of of class b runners i really looked up to like uh like anka rotfold really um was like a big influence for me um and i don't know i don't know if she knows that hi anka (laughs) and um and even like Peyton Frolic I know we had a big rivalry in high school um like there this is a funny story there's like um newspaper articles from her hometown that like my relatives were sending me that lived in the area that was like her hometown newspaper was writing those kinds of like head-to-head articles (laughs) but it was like me versus pain for all like like who's gonna win at the class b cross country meets and it was like i thought it was i just remember laughing because that article was like Peyton's one advantage is that she's coached by her mother and i was like i'm coached by my mother this is class b <laughs> yeah. oh my the people just uh, want a rivalry the people just want a good rivalry the people oh, yeah. want a rivalry and and you know what the media is there to give it to them (laughs) (laughs) incredible uh kaylee there's a there's a a really cool picture of i don't remember which race it was but when you win i think it was when you were a senior you won a state track championship i don't do you remember which race or do you know what picture i'm talking about yeah um it's the high school one winning you're talking about a high school one right yeah yep yep um yeah, I, I think that was my senior year when I won the mile. Yes. Uh, the, yes. the 1600. Yep, yep. So that that look of, like, accomplishment and, like, uh, I can't think of, like, the word to describe it. But basically, it does not look like somebody who is just pumped to get the first place plaque at the state. <laughs> yeah, what, you're right. What what do you remember about that 1600 race? What do you remember about winning it and what do you remember about what it meant to you in that moment? Yeah, so um obviously like my my drive became a lot deeper in high school obviously as I matured and as the races got faster and stuff like that, but um uh after a sophomore year um of of high school and winning the the cross country, the state cross country meet, I put a lot of pressure on myself to do well and everything else. Um, and that didn't go very well. Um, especially in my junior year, I was sick most of the cross country season. I think just cause of like stress, like I felt like I had a two month long cold and, um, that's hard when you're like 15, um, to like feel that much stress that you, that you aren't healthy. 
Um, and so, I mean, like, I remember I didn't do, like, I did fine. I think I got fourth at that um, cross country championships the next meet or the next year. Um, and that was like, after a bunch of like pump up articles of like Kaylee Peterson defending her title and like me just being so nauseous about it because I was, I wanted it so bad. And like, I didn't know if I could do it. And I knew that, um, who was it that won that year? Was it Reagan? Reagan didn't win till the next year. I can't remember who won that year. Um, anyway, I think, Oh, it was Kate Fox. I think. Yeah. Um, that sounds right. Yeah. Kate Fox won that year. Um, and it was like another article of like Kate Fox versus it was kind of like some of those things really got in my head at that point in mm -hmm. my life. Um, and uh, and the same thing kind of happened like junior year of track as well, where I PR'd a bunch as a sophomore in high school and then junior year came around and I didn't place as high at the state track meet as I had the year before. And it was like um, I didn't really PR, I think, at the state track meet. And I think. I got last in the 800 at the state meet and I was just, I was just so disappointed in myself. And, um, that was, that was really hard for me. Cause it was like the first time where my performances had gone down and, mm -hmm. um, and, and that's a tough lesson to learn for the first time is that, you know, sometimes the ceiling creeps up on you <laughs> and, um, uh, and so I, my mom, especially, I, I really have my mom to thank for a lot of um, my, my consistency in training as like a high schooler and like my health and uh, that, that kind of stuff. She was so helpful um, in like, you know, like, okay, well, if you want to do well at the state meet next year, like, it's not a bad idea to run three times a week during the summer or something like that. And, and not in a way that I felt like I was overtrained. I really don't think I was, I feel like it was a healthy amount for a high schooler and like a healthy amount of drive and that kind of stuff. Um, and so coming into the senior year, doing, doing better at like feeling better about myself at the cross country meet. I still didn't win the state meet my senior year. Um, but I knew that I had worked really hard and I knew that Reagan Baszler killed it and deserved mm -hmm. that win. And, um, um, kind of, uh, I quit hockey that year. Um, and I was like, I'm going to run through the winter. Hockey's doing nothing but injuring me because I am a runner and I am built for running yeah. and um, I'm not built for getting checked. <laughs> and, um, and so I started running a couple times a week during the winter and I would I start like my mom started like looking up um, miler workouts and so she found like some 400 workout that like roger banister did and <laughs> <laughs> it was like 400s like for him obviously it was like 400s at 60 seconds until failure or something like that yeah, yeah. and so i was doing like the roger banister workout except you know modified for someone that wants to run like 510 uh, so, yeah. and, awesome. um so i was doing you know like 400s at 510 pace until failure and like that kind of stuff um and uh and i finally you know like a couple races i think i raced like two or three times at the beginning of the season and i was like just the same times i was last year and i was ticked off and I was like I know I can run faster like and um I think it wasn't until the regional meet that I had like another significant PR you know the high school PRs where it's like all of a sudden you drop like 12 seconds yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and, without really changing anything uh and um I finally like had another one of those and then going into the state meet I just like knew I was like like I am like I didn't make the podium my junior year in the mile and um I came into the the 1600 of my of my senior year and I was like you know what like I want this like uh Reagan has beat me in every race this year that I've raced against her but like I want it and like she's gonna have to fight me for it and I think I was in like seventh with like a lap to go and I could hear um 
like some of my teammates cheering for me or something. And I had been, I had kind of, I don't want to say I'd given up, but I'd kind of settled into like that seventh ish place that I was in. And then I heard the cheering and um, I actually very, very clearly remember this. There was a curve judge um, that was just working the meat. And I started like going a little bit when I heard my team cheering for me and the curve judge judge said to himself, this isn't over yet. And like, as in like, he saw me moving and I was like, he's right. (laughs) I like sprinted and I just caught Reagan like, like on probably like 40 meters to go or something like that. And I was just like, I don't think... I don't want to say I haven't felt the pride for myself into that extent since then, but I mean, um, just like learning that you're capable of something that, that you were hoping you were capable of was such a big, such a big deal for me. And so no, in the, in that moment, it was not, it wasn't about the plaque in that moment. It was a lot about ability and being proud of myself I mean I was very proud of myself Mm -hmm. um and I was proud of I was proud of the quitting hockey and running in the winter and I was proud of the weird Roger Manchester workouts and I was um and I was proud of you know being able to accomplish it in my last year in high school because I'm a pretty sentimental person and that was a big deal for me so Mm -hmm. I got goosebumps when you were telling that story that's, oh, oh, thank oh you. that's that's one of those ones yeah you have those moments in your career and and you know they can happen early they can happen late in your career but those moments where you do feel like it comes together in mm-hmm. one specific place in time and, and yeah for you to be able to put that together but also to I don't know that's just like like you know the romantic part of the sport right where you yeah you see that work come together and like this isn't over and you just sprint past six other people yeah Um, those are the stories that stick with you forever and those feelings that you chase the rest of your career oh absolutely I mean yeah I'm the next day was like the 3200 and like I was ranked first for that I remember and I just remember coming off this high of like like I can do anything and like I I really just like went out and just I I don't remember how this went I mean this was in 2017 at this point so I mean I I can't even hardly remember how that race went um I think oh no I do remember how this race went my teammate who made it to state um I think it was like the first year I don't know. I didn't really have any distance teammates that made it to state with me very often. Um, we usually sent like a four by four and that was about it. Um, but my, my teammate Anna Mayhews made it to state with me. Um, and uh, I remember she, uh, she was probably ranked like 11th or 12th in the two, in the 3,200. And she just like took it out from the gun, like hard. And I was just like, we did not talk about this. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and so I remember she took it out for, for two laps. And then my plan, I think at that point had been to sit on Reagan Baszler again, I think. Um, and so then I was just freaked out because I was like, Anna, what are you doing? Um, which fun fact, she was actually cousins with Reagan Baszler. Um, but, uh, uh, I remember like, I just ended up after two laps, like just surging up to the front and taking it from her. Cause I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> but she ended up doing so well. And, uh, that's like, I, I think I, I led it the rest of the race just because I was like, oh, I, I don't want you to like. <laughs> I don't want you to like blow up in the middle of this race <laughs> like what are you doing she was like a middle schooler I think so um but yeah I mean the those are exactly the feelings I chased throughout and I have been chasing like since mm-hmm. then like really um you you don't get feelings like that very often so mm-hmm. yeah especially you know for distance running maybe you guys feel this but like for me as somebody that does some of the field events you have that one jump where it feels like it all comes together or you have that one throw where you hit the right position and it pops in your head that's what I'm supposed to feel and so then sometimes I feel like 
you're just chasing that same feeling. Like I got to get my hip in this position or I got to get my plant leg here. And and like, you just, you're always, yeah, chasing that feeling again. So I'm sure Mm -hmm. you can probably relate to that some way with distance running too. Yeah. I I need one second. My cat is like batting around this pen and it's driving me insane. (laughs) Okay. We're keeping that in because last episode, my cat started eating a poisonous plant. So, <laughs> yeah, he his he has a ton of toys, but his favorite toy is literally this giant lysine pill that my roommate dropped on the ground like <laughs> like three weeks ago, and it's like so big and it's like harmless. But his favorite thing in the entire world is just to bat around this like lysine vitamin like that we. <laughs> can't like bring ourselves to pick it up because it's so funny but anyway (laughs) (laughs) oh so Kaylee so you end up winning state titles like you said 15 or 1600 3200 and then you head down to Brookings now when you and I were talking before we recorded you said you know part of it was just you wanted to get away from home a little bit more but talk us through a little bit about choosing SDSU and the recruiting process but then also what that transition was like going from being one of the only ones in your team, having a very small team from a small school to now going to a division one college and running on a team with uh, a lot of really impressive runners. Yeah. I remember the recruiting process is like being very stressful. (laughs) Like I just, especially coming from, from Mayville, there was not really anyone that, um, had gone to like a, a D1 school in recent history for like anything. Um, and uh, I knew that like I could compete at like, honestly, like NCAA for anything. There are some people that went to Mayville State for for some sports and stuff like that. But um, uh, no one really left um, Mayport CG and continued their athletics. So um, I like that was something that was really new for me. Um, and like (laughs) that is not something I wish to go through ever again um and I know I I I very vividly remember telling my mom I just want to go somewhere where I'm not the best one on the team anymore because I want people to train with and she said honey there are going to be plenty of teams where you are not the best one and I was like okay good Um, which, yeah, like I said, I was completely ignorant to anything but high school athletics. I knew nothing, like, I knew nothing. And, um, so my mom took me on a practice recruiting visit, essentially. She was like, um, I knew I didn't want to go somewhere huge. Um, and so she was like, how about we just tour the U of M in the cities so you can get an idea of like what a college tour is like and, and, and everything like that, but you don't have to feel the pressure to go there. And I was like, okay, so I did this college tour and my crazy mother, she didn't tell me she set up a meeting with the U of M head coach as well. Um, and so then I go and, um, She's like, okay, now we're going to go meet with the coach. And I was like, we're going to what? I'm like, no. <laughs> and I get in there and I am just like, I'm just fairly decent, but I wasn't decent enough to be on the U of M cross country team uh-huh. at the time anyway. And so I was in there like fighting for my life in this little recruiting, <laughs> in this little recruiting interview where she was like asking me what my mileage was. And I was like, I don't know. I've never counted that before. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, because she's like, how many miles do you run in a week? And I'm like sitting there counting on my hands. And I think I told her like 16 probably. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, because is I remember that being hilarious and then I was like no I can't go anywhere that big mom like never take me never take me to a visit like that ever again and um and then so we got some we got some more of the mid-major schools lined up for visiting and uh, I talked with SDSU and DSU and then I also talked with um, Augustana and I think you Mary um trying to find uh you know the best fit and um ultimately I just I really liked the the comfort of Brookings it's a it's a smaller town it's like 22,000 people um I remember like on my recruiting visit it said 
rated the number one safest campus in the U.S. And I was like, nice, it's safe. Um, I I think they made that up. I not that I think that Brookings is unsafe, but I think anyone can just say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, I I loved the the team there and uh and the facilities. Obviously, are um, anyone who's been to the the S Jack in Brookings knows how nice a facility that is. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was that was a big reason I went there. And uh, yeah. Kaylee, you uh, you you get to SDSU. Uh, mm-hmm. You're just kind of looking at your career there, you know, from a very high level view. You know, it was a pretty steady progression uh, to your senior year uh, or to your you know upperclassmen years. What yeah. was the if you if you could give us one thing? What was the one thing that made uh, the big difference in in kind of shifting uh, your level of performance up that one more notch? Um, I think honestly, it was a a change in a complete change in the way I was trained. Um, as I got injured a ton my first two years, like I felt like I was in and out of the training room like every month. Just like I was in a I was booted and everything like that, and I couldn't get up to a decent mileage and like everything like that. And um, we had a grad assistant come in, um, Anna Bars. She's currently coaching at Drake. Um, but, uh, she, she really listened to, um, me and I was like, I, I can't seem to get to 40 miles a week, even like, I can't seem to do that without hurting myself. Like I've tried different shoes. I've tried like a slower build, like that kind of stuff. And she was like, why you need to get to 40? Like, why, like, why do you have to run 40 miles a week? And I was like, I don't know. That's just what everyone does. And like, she completely changed what I did. So I started running like fewer miles, um, and just cross training a lot more. Um, and so I was sometimes doing like, even like 22 miles a week, plus like, I don't know, six hours of cross training on the week or something like that, um, that where it would divide it up where often my doubles would be a cross train. And then my long run would be like a long eight miles plus like an hour of cross training or whatever it was. Um, and like, as far as like getting me to the point where my body could start to handle mileage without breaking, like that was the biggest thing that like anything in my career had done for me. It was like finding what worked for my body. Um, and like, once I found that it was like, I don't want to say it was instant because it wasn't, but like I was able to train for a year for the first time in my collegiate career without getting injured. I was, um, able to like finish workouts and feel good about myself. And I was able to, you know, know less about the athletic trainers lives because I wasn't spending (laughs) (laughs) two hours a day in there. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, that was absolutely the single, the single thing was just a complete mind, a mindset change in, in how my training was done and like what needs to be done for me to be successful. So would you say generally SDSU is a pretty high mileage, uh, program? I don't know. I, I feel like it changed a lot. Um, while I was there, I mean, we kind of went through a lot of assistant coaches and stuff like that, which kind of shifted, not like the way we did things, but the way every, everyone was, um, everyone was dealt with. And, um, like, I think we had a pretty big range. Like, I mean, there was, there was myself who was on the low end for a really long time, uh, up to, you know, the higher mileage, like Anna Dunne, Leah Hansen type um type women who would you know dabble in the 60s sometimes I think but I wouldn't say we were you know the the high mileage um the crew high mileage crew of the Midwest or anything like that so yeah yeah I guess maybe that's just maybe that's a little bit of my uh, assumptions that I come to you know running at NDSU you know and seeing the success of the SDSU men's team in the 10k and in cross country right. 8 to 10k you know we uh, me personally i guess so i was just always under the assumption that uh these guys are doing you know 90 mile weeks and just like 
crushing long runs and stuff like that. And, and yeah. I guess I kind of see that a little bit on like Strava and stuff now. So there's a little bit of right. like uh, evidence to back it up, but yeah. Yeah. You're looking at the men's team, which is, uh, I mean, we were, we obviously like trained together and I was so close with the, the men's team there as well. Um, but they definitely did higher my higher mileage. Yeah, I mean, some yeah. of the men would obviously hit, um, you know, upper eighties, mid nineties during the late summer. Um, and so, yeah, on, on that end, definitely high mileage sometimes, yeah. but I mean, obviously that gets backed off during the season and that's not sustainable year round. And, um, it's not, it wasn't sustainable for everybody on the team either. Not everyone hit those mileage numbers. And, um, yeah, yeah I think that it's, it's so important to know like what your, what your body is, um, what your body needs it's not even what your body's capable of i think there's plenty of people that are capable of running 90 miles a week but not everyone needs to do it so right yeah and i mean i feel like i saw that like you heard about that a lot with like ali ostrander doing right. a ton of cross training and then now with like uh parker uh volby varby how do you, you know who i'm talking about from yeah University yeah Florida. and then there's that uh freshman girl from oklahoma state to like all like you're seeing more and more, you know, really successful yeah. distance runners uh, run, you know, 20 miles a week and supplement with, with a lot of like cross training. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a big deal. I, I, I met Alio when I was in Seattle a week and a half ago and awesome. I, I, I love Alio. a huge fan. Um, it was the most awkward interaction I've ever had. <laughs> not on like her fault it was like yeah. me walking up like kind of behind her and be like uh alio can i have a photo <laughs> with you <laughs> oh oh i felt so bad i was like you you probably do not want to take a photo with me oh <laughs> uh, did you know so she she has a a slight connection to uh north dakota in running she has like the course record for the Matahe Trail half oh. marathon or oh, something wow. like that. Yeah, I think it's the half marathon. So, yeah, yeah. No, I did not know that. <laughs> but, That's cool. Yeah. So, I, she, you know, probably doesn't mean a lot to her, but we're going to, I'm going to stick my yeah, flag. Yeah, a little in, plug. You know, yeah. Alio, North Dakota, you know, distance athlete, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Plus, I, I mean, I worked in Alaska for a summer and I thought it was oh, so awesome. funny. I, um, I stayed at an Airbnb in Anchorage for my last week. Um, because it was a week after I finished working, you know, I did all the fun stuff, went fishing on the Kenai river and like, you know, those, the things you got to do in Alaska. Yeah. And, um, my Airbnb host was like, oh yeah, we like, we like, uh, have a cabin next door to Alio's grandparents or something like that. And I was like, how, like, how does this happen everywhere we go? Like every, like, I feel like someone knows, a a professional runner or like has something to say. I think it's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what can you tell us about the banjo boys? The banjo boys. Oh, oh, the banjo boys is an amazing concept. I'm so glad we're talking about this. <laughs> so, um, banjo boys, this was started by, um, Ben Olson and Joseph Minor Williams of SDSU, Ben Joe said really quickly, sounds like banjo. Wow. Um, that's how I think they just like went for a run together one day and maybe they were trying to name a route or something. I can't <laughs> remember exactly, but it was like had something to do with banjo. And um, oh, it was it was in response to Chase Ko um, always calling the people that he ran with the chase pack. Um, and so Ben and Joe had the banjo boys and then, yeah. but, um, there was this just like at practice, like rivalry of like the banjo boys versus the chase pack. <laughs> but then Ben and Joe were like, we're going to make this real. We're going to get shirts. And, yeah. um, so then they made these banjo boys shirts and I got one cause I thought they were funny. Yeah. Um, and then it just got, <laughs> it just got so blown up in the best way like there's a banjo boys instagram they're like they, they, there was talk about getting singlets for a while um for like the people that red shirt they like on the instagram they started doing like athlete profiles yeah. and it's, <laughs> it's literally just like this is just like my friends like 
this is just like an Instagram of a friend group is what it is realistically. Yeah. Um, and, but it's so fun because we have a group chat. Um, there's a bunch of, uh, USD boys in it as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, like Cole Strike, um, and I think Shane Strike is in the group chat as well. So, Uh, unreal American record holder. Yeah. The American record holder. Is it the indoor thousand? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Is in our random Banjo Boys group chat just because his brother wanted to be in it. And like, I mean, and now it's become like someone will randomly add their cousin to it for, I don't know. Like it's, it's so ridiculous. I, I love the Banjo Boys concept. It, I wear my Banjo Boys shirt um, for like workouts and stuff because yes. I made it into a cutoff and awesome. it's this thick gilded cotton tee and <laughs> Well, yeah. we'll have to see uh you know it seems like you you got some connections there i would love to do a uh a t-shirt swap prairie track and field podcast and banjo boys <laughs> Banjo um, boys, i can you know what i have the group chat i can let them know <laughs> okay awesome awesome yeah i love the love the instagram account one of my you know top 25 follows probably you know that's hilarious sure i'm so glad you like so, it yeah uh all right Let, let's talk a little bit about your uh your transition so time at south dakota state ended um you know conference champ you know running the fastest times uh of your career um did you know that you were going to be going to umd did you know that you were going to be running what was kind of the the, yeah. the thought there i i'm sure you know the end of your uh, career at SDSU uh, left you still hungry for more yeah um, but just talk about that yeah absolutely I'll give you another great long-winded answer <laughs> um I uh yeah so after my um fourth year my senior season at at SDSU um I I had another semester that I needed academically to finish out my degree stuff um, because I was double majoring in uh, wildlife and fishery sciences and ecology and environmental science. And so I was coming I was coming back for an extra semester and I was going to run cross country. And that was all I planned on doing. I was like, that's all I need for my degree. I think I'm going to go get my Ph.D. after like I'm going to move on with my life. Um, And uh, Rod, Rod Haven, the, the head coach texted me, um, over the summer and was like, uh, you had like success, like this track season or whatever. Like, how about you come back for another season and you win the summit league in the mile in the 1500 is what he texted me. And <laughs> and, I, and I like sat there and I was like, I think it was a lot of me sitting there and being like, wow, like he clearly really believes in me. Um, mm-hmm. and so, I was like, I'll think about it. Um, and I think I texted him the next day, like, yes, I'm in, <laughs> you know yeah. what? Like, I love this too much. Um, and so I immediately like was preparing to do another full year. Um, and I mean, uh, the man and I made it happen. I was the summit league champ in the mile in the 1500. That was my first time winning conference. And, uh, it was awesome. I had a great time. I got to go to regionals and run twice, which was super fun. Yeah. Um, and I remember my race in Azusa, Azusa Pacific. Um, uh, I can't, I think I was talking to Rod. I might've been talking to Anna Bars, who was coaching at Akron at the time, but was there. And I had a very close relationship with her for being the grad assistant at SDSU for three years. Um, and she was like, you know, what are your plans? Like, where are you going? And um, I was just like, I'm just not ready to be done. Like, I don't know, like, this is so fun. Like Mm -hmm. that has been my biggest thing with running with track and field and cross country the whole time is it is so fun. Like I, I've just never been able to get over like how much fun you can have, like putting your body through that. (laughs) Um, And uh, um, so my, my plan the whole time had been to, um, moved to Duluth because um, I moved here with my partner. He's going to medical school here. Um, and so uh, at the time, like I already had like committed, like we already had a, a house lined up for us to live here. And, you know, Rod sat me down and he was like, you know, you have more eligibility. And 
Uh, I was like, I know because of between COVID and like, like I said, I was so injured. Like my first two years at SDSU, like I had so much eligibility and he was like, you should stay. And I was like, I like have a whole life lined up in Duluth. And I like cried about it because I have so many good relationships at SDSU. I love the coaches. I love the team. Like, um, you know, Brookings is eh, but <laughs> my, my time at SDSU was um, great. Um, and so like the transition to UMD has absolutely nothing to do with, you know, anything negative at SDSU. Right. Um, and um, my, my team, uh, my team and my coaches were very supportive in, um, you know, me hopping into the transfer portal and, and doing it in a year at, um, at UMD. And, uh, I actually, my, my email to the UMD coach was, Hey, um, you know, you don't have to convince me to go to your school because like, I'm already going to be in Duluth, but you have to convince me to run a sixth year (laughs) and help me on your team. And Um, I recognize that that's such a weird email to send, but I figured that was enough where if they had room on the team, like I would have a spot. Um, and if they didn't, you know, I wouldn't. Um, and, uh, Brett Jensen, you know, emailed me back and was like, Hey, get in the transport portal. I can't talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) So that was, um, that was pretty funny, but yeah, so I started, uh, talking with her and I think the funny thing is, uh, well, two funny things was she actually interviewed, um, to be an assistant coach at SDSU. And I was like one of the people that interviewed her, um, and so I like had already met this woman and like and like all that kind of stuff. And now I was like, I want to be on your team at a different school. Yeah. Um, and so she was she is so cool. Um, I love working with Brett. She's so positive, like throughout the entire uh, quote unquote recruiting process. I mean, I, right. I already knew I was going to go there if I was running. Um, <laughs> she just talked to me as if like I was for sure going there no matter what I like she was just like basically like you're going here and like when you're here you'll do this and like when you train with me we'll do this and I, I thought that was so funny because it worked 100% I was like okay yep I'm in I'm doing a six year like you know screw it awesome. <laughs> um and so yeah now I'm the the 35 year old sixth year on the UMD team I'd like to clarify I'm I'm not 35 I am 23 Um, (laughs) but uh I am you know it's it's strange being in a a new city um training with new people um training in new facilities and new coaches racing against different competition and a different conference and um in a different division and uh that's been an interesting um an interesting transition and one that I've been I've enjoyed um for the most part and uh um but it's been it's been a little crazy and it's interesting just to like the thing that remains is just like the love for the sport like yeah. um there are like a lot of things that are different but the training is fun the workouts are I've always loved workouts like um the racing is fun like it's all it's all it's the sport it's the same sport um yeah. and that's that was what was the most important to me so <laughs> yeah well that's awesome i mean uh if the listeners listeners don't know you you know you've already had uh quite a bit of success you know in this transition uh you were the nsic newcomer of the year <laughs> um, as a six-year senior which is incredible what an amazing award yeah, uh, qualified yeah, for nationals got to run at the national cross-country meet um and you know and track indoor and outdoor season yeah. still to come mm-hmm. so um we are we're really excited to see how you continue to do in the in the d2 ranks uh up in Duluth and uh Thank you. yeah yeah uh before we go uh, what are kind of your uh, goals for uh, the remainder of your collegiate racing uh, seasons? Yeah, um, my one of my goals for the year had been to you know go to all three um, national championships. So I've got the first one down. I I was hoping to be all American. I had you know not my day, but um, uh, yeah. So definitely going to both of those championships, and I would 
I would really like to be all American in both of those. Um, and I think honestly, the more challenging one is going to be like, I had the school record at SDSU in the indoor mile and I was less than half a second off in the 1500 that still eats me alive a little bit but um uh the school records at umd are significantly harder because they're held by emmy trost um she runs for minnesota distance elite so i believe they're like 412 um in the 15 is what she ran and i think uh 436 or something like that in indoor mile um which is a big jump in both of those for me but you know I'm hungry. I want to eat them up. So, yeah. uh, yeah, those are, those are some things I'm, I'm hoping to take and, uh, yeah. And I think it'll be great. The The team at UMG is great. We have a lot of fun. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I don't see why it can't happen. So <laughs> awesome. Kaylee, so great to get to catch up with you. Um, yeah, we're, we're so excited for all the success you've had, uh, Thank and, you. Hopefully all the success that you'll continue to have. Uh, I think you represent uh, North Dakota, you represent uh, Class B, uh, and you represent the east side of North Dakota uh, <laughs> very well. And uh, you can thank be very you. proud of yourself. So, uh, Thank you very much. Yeah, it was nice catching up with you too. And, you know, I, you know, I, I appreciate you saying it. I love the Red River Valley. I hope to represent it well. So yeah. <laughs> I'll keep doing my best. <laughs> yep. I mean, the, no, no added pressure to that. I don't think there's like a committee of the Red River Valley that's like <laughs> judging you based on how good you do. And if you, you know, <laughs> you know <sure>. whatever. <laughs> that would be kind of crazy if there was though. Yeah. Like somebody yeah. who sat on like a throne of potatoes or something like that. You know, like <laughs> thrones. Potatoes and soybeans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, well, Kaylee, uh, again, uh, congrats on a great cross country season and uh, good luck this track season. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's nice catching up with you.